0: Hilariously, after all of Volkswagen's recent poorly thought-out protestation concerning its ability to sell EVs here, thanks to our regulatory environment and allegedly third-world demeanour generally, the three-pronged suppository only just now says it's rather looking forward to the new EQA coming here later this year. Go figure. Warning. Warning. This episode contains traces of nut. I'm John Cadogan from autoexpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap for buyers here in Australia. Website for that, obviously. Or you can just, you know, click the car that's up there now, dude. Apparently, the chairman's don't really talk to each other all that often or share their hymn books because Volkswagen is falling all over its vegetables right now to denounce Australia as some kind of third world shithole, I'm paraphrasing, while the Shuriken suppository factory sees a real opportunity here for its new compact EV SUV called the EQA. Dealerships will receive their allotments of the all-electric EQA later this year, and you can order one for your very fine self or your lovely wife from next month, if you'd like to. Like, as you know, not such a huge fan of the old three-prong, truth to tell. Like, they do try, and occasionally they must, I don't know, do the right thing. They're better than Volkswagen, though. Like, not hard, I know. The point is, it's a free country, dude. If the EQA moves you in some way, down there, towards the PowerPoint, if it flips some kind of switch on, let the current take you, dude. Like, resistance is futile in that state, generally. Shirt even says so today. And if shirt's oh, Sorry, didn't mean to shout. And if shirt says so, must be true. And who knows? Ultimately, EQA may not be... A DOG. It offers a range of up to 480 kilometres, and it comes with a ChargeFox Rapid Charger subscription for longer trips and I've used ChargeFox and I would suggest in my experience they're awesome. The app is great. And the charging worked which is always you know kind of important. EQA has a 66.5 kilowatt hour battery and according to official suppository data the electron consumption is 16.2 kilowatt hours per 100 kilometers. For the mathematics and physics cognoscenti out there, the price is kind of interesting too: 76,800 bucks, inclusive of GST and luxury car tax. There's also a somewhat wanky Edition One version of this vehicle with a, you know, lube dispenser and other self-righteous and otherwise masturbatory features should you want to be, I don't know, the most annoying guest at the world's most boring dinner party one day for an additional $7,300. What I find absolutely fascinating about this vehicle is actually two things, right? No word from them on just how damn difficult it was to justify selling it here to the factory back in Germany, which is completely at odds with Volkswagen's recent bullshit. Oxygenated far too extensively in car advice, in my view. Linked to my report on that. Uh, up there, memory serves. If I don't go senile between now and posting, it's always a risk. Equally fascinating on this vehicle, the price. Roughly the same as a Hyundai Kona Highlander Electric, which is a vehicle I drove for approximately one global pandemic and 10,000 kilometres. And roughly equivalent on size and range, and other key operational characteristics. Of course, the EQA does display the coveted Shuriken suppository badges, front and rear, (laughs) and on the steering wheel as well, I suppose. Just for completeness. It's all so damn compelling to so many people, isn't it? That kind of thing. And for mid-70s, if that's in fact how this plays out, which one do you suppose the average person would prefer to be seen alighting from? And like, even if it's 10 grand more, the price still seems pretty sharp. So I'd suggest the advent of EQA is also going to constitute something of a Fox in the hen house moment for Hyundai, with vehicles such as the Kona Electric, and also be a cause for concern over their new Ioniq sub-brand, which is getting closer and closer to debut. And also for Kia, with its EV6 seemingly under consideration for Australia as we speak. Volkswagen's not worried, however. It already has its excuses for failure to sell its EVs here Perfectly well-sorted, (laughs) yes. According to those assholes. it's all our fault. Over to you now, well, you know, two of you. Firstly, an apparent legal expert in the comments, a dude named Ray Gale. And, warning, this section may contain traces of nut. Cheating, conspiring, illegal criminal acts... Whoa! If you read the emissions legislation enacted at the time, nowhere, anywhere in the Act did it say the emissions levels had to be maintained anywhere other than under controlled conditions. Right? 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 Dude, if you're going to convince us that you've gone to the trouble of reading and interpreting hundreds of convoluted pages of highly technical emissions legislation might be a really really good idea to be able to spell basic words including nowhere and anywhere and there's no need to put a full stop after an exclamation point dude and three question marks come on it doesn't make it more of a question it really doesn't in particular the full stop and the exclamation mark like Don't you think that's just a little bit belt and braces? Just saying. But do go on, because I know you want to. Sure, we all know the implied intent of the law, but it wasn't actually in writing. Still isn't, as far as I know. Having worked for German, Austrian companies, they take words totally literally as written. If anyone should be blamed for VW killing potential customers, it should be the people who word and enact poorly written laws. P.S. I have no time for VW as they must have had someone in the company who would have realised what was going on but chose to keep quiet. I see nothing. Most laws are in fact written down, I note, and some care is taken to provide clarity as to what the words actually mean and align them with the intent. So there's that, although I'm sure there are exceptions. As for who's to blame and the thorny issue of, quote, Cheating, conspiring, illegal and criminal acts. It's a matter of fact and not at all up for debate that Volkswagen pled guilty about four years ago, now before a US court to these criminal charges. And it strikes me that Volkswagen has a team of friggin' lawyers who stretch over the horizon metaphorically and a virtually unlimited budget for self-defence of this nature. And if they pled guilty... It strikes me, on the balance of probabilities, that they did not have a leg to stand on. But perhaps Ray understands the legislation and its intent better than an army of actual corporate defence lawyers. Unlikely. To Ray, I would say... Volkswagen admitted its guilt on charges of conspiracy and obstruction of justice. So the thing is, right, if you plead guilty to a crime, whatever it is, murder or manslaughter or assault or theft, whatever, in this case it was two crimes, you get to be a proper criminal. The court finds you guilty. You are a criminal. It is no longer up for grabs at this point. If the charges include conspiracy, as they did, then you are guilty of a conspiracy. You are a criminal conspirator. That's how this works. It might surprise you to learn that I have to be very careful from time to time about what I say in these reports, because although under Australian law, companies can't sue me for defamation, individuals within them could, and... Companies can also sue for things like injurious falsehood. So one would not want to take too many liberties with the truth, okay? But I am on entirely safe ground with this one. Volkswagen is a criminal organisation. They've been convicted for that. And this is on the basis of being guilty of a felony within the United States. Additionally, a senior executive at Volkswagen named Oliver Schmidt was jailed for seven years in the US for his role in Dieselgate. He was arrested on his way home from a holiday in Florida in January of 2017 and he was extradited back to Germany in mid-2020, allegedly to serve the balance of his sentence there, but the Germans released him in January of this year. So he only played in the big house until about half-time, sentence-wise. An indictment in the US against former Volkswagen Chief Executive Officer Martin Winterkorn was unsealed on the 3rd of May 2018. The charges included conspiracy and wire fraud there. There are four counts, and I think some other executives were charged as well, but I'm not so sure they've been named. Unfortunately, Germany does not see fit to extradite its citizens to the USA. So... It seemed at the time as if Mr Winterkorn had dodged rather a substantial bullet, but then in April of 2019, which is just shy of a year after being indicted in the US, German prosecutors charged Winterkorn with four counts of fraud over Volkswagen's systematic emissions misdeeds. If he is found guilty of this, right, and that's still subdued to say, as I understand it, he could be in the slammer for up to a decade. And he's a dude aged 73, so that would essentially be a life sentence for him. And now this, from Giles Pargeter: What well, all that you say about Volkswagen's criminal emissions fraud is certainly true. However... No matter how cleverly you deflect from the point they make and wriggle acrobatically around on the pin they stuck you on, it seems Australia is indeed rapidly becoming the world pariah in its approach to vehicle emissions. Okay, so I'm happy to cop criticism, and I'm also overjoyed to be proved wrong, and I will cop both of those. But if you are going to have at it on something like emissions, I'd suggest it'd be so nice to be able to spell that word correctly consistently, and the apostrophe in its, dude, like, that's a crime against literacy right there. In fact, I do not disagree that we are fast becoming something of a third-world shithole here in Australia, which would be part of the reason I call the joint shitsville routinely, and the whole reason that I launched my bid to become your next minister under my Make Australia Less Shit Campaign. In my considered view, and with all due respect, my long held public position on this is that the useless federal government should ignore lobbyists and it should tell the fuel wholesalers, the refiners, and the retailers to fuck right off forthwith and urgently implement world-class fuel quality standards here, especially vis-a-vis sulphur levels in petrol, which are way too high here compared with properly developed countries. And I have said this publicly many times. This would allow the earlier adoption of Euro 6 emissions regulations, but I have not said this so that Volkswagen assholes can sell a few EVs here, but rather to improve urban air quality and thus benefit public health. I'm not deflecting on this point at all. In fact, I have confronted it head on in many reports here on YouTube, on my blog, and as well as on radio and television. Not that those last two matter too much anymore. My issue here is Volkswagen chiming in on emissions regulations to suit their own grubby self-serving agenda and engineer a seemingly blameless excuse for selling very few EVs here or none. Like... We simply can't do it in this regulatory environment. It's all your fault, Australia. I'd suggest that's bullshit. If Mercedes-Benz could do it with an EQA and Hyundai can do it with their Kona Electric and they're going to launch Ionic here in the current regulatory environment, there's no reason why Volkswagen could not do it also. Giles went on, entertainingly. I suggest it would be far more constructive to apply your engineering skills to solutions that will leave the world around you a better place for your children than it was when you inherited it from your ancestors. Maybe you haven't yet found a way to make money out of supplying new EVs cheap to Australians. Giles, Giles, Giles. Ancestors, dude, ancestors. O-R-S, every friggin' time. Like how hard is it really with spell checker? And e.v. apostrophe s. Where does one start? Like hashtag #ffs. Probably no uh no fucking apostrophe dude for fucking pluralization ever. Apostrophes for contractions and possession. Like here's an example. Take possession by Satan. Satan's little helper. Satan, fucking apostrophe S. Alternatively, this town ain't big enough for two Satans. No apostrophe, dude. That's how this works. And the really funny thing, at least to me, about sitting here on this side of the screen is all the people who line up to tell you how to live your life better, more constructively, whatever. How to comport yourself better. It's like... Every time there's an upload, there's this tsunami of advice about how you could have done it better from people who have never sat here, not for one second, and tried to do it. So there's that. And there's so much conflicting advice. And the best way to deal with this, if you're thinking about having a crack, is, of course, don't care. As I always say, right, if at first you don't succeed to care, then just give up, dude. Like, you know you want to. It's so liberating. It seems to me that waging war on bullshit is an entirely constructive and worthwhile pursuit that, in my view, at least far too few people in our society engage themselves in. Far too much of the media, in my view, is actively engaged, you know, just sucking away down there on various, uh, let's call them, vested interest vegetables. The better to appease all of these organisations and service bad incentives in the marketplace and you on the other side of the screen to me are the casualty here when this happens. This happens in every segment of the media too right from politics to consumer goods like cars and tech and cameras whatever and of course holidays and real estate there's a lot of toe touching in the media I note and very little hamstring tightness. (laughs) So I'm quite happy being a constructive exterminator of carmaker bullshit. It's kind of the groove that I fell into. And nobody else is apparently lining up to eliminate this plague like some kind of frigging Pied Piper, only focused on infestations of human rats. So someone's got to take out this trash if the world is to be a better place and if we are all committed to making Australia less shit. Finally... We make money getting discounts off EVs exactly the same way as we do for internal combustion cars. Like, it's a pretty simple process. We fight dirty with dealers so that customers don't have to, and we know the rules. It really is that simple. It's powertrain independent, in other words. So there's no need to be a little whiny biatch about that, Giles, right at the end. No need whatsoever. Why don't we have respectful discourse concerning the issues that are raised in different reports and less advice and all sorts of speculation on you might not be able to make money out of that. Fancy what would happen to society if we had respectful debates orbiting the facts.